Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. Today, we are talking Winklevoss Twins' confirmed commitment to Bitcoin ETF. We got Coinbase suspending Ethereum Classic after a blockchain history rewrite. And then finally, in our main topic, we're discussing Ethereum hard fork. That's right. Did you know there's three of them? And did you know that it's happening here fairly soon? Well, we have a TLDR on it through the podcast starting now. And welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. Today is January 7th, 2019. Let's jump into the news. We got the Winklevoss twins confirmed commitment to Bitcoin ETF during a Reddit AMA, of all places. Well, Cameron Winklevoss stated that Bitcoin is most likely the winner in the long-term crypto war. He says, Bitcoin is certainly the OG of crypto. It's hard to defeat network effects. So in terms of hard money, Bitcoin is most likely the winner in the long term. He also pointed out that we believe in Bitcoin is better at being gold than gold. If we're right, then over time, the market cap of Bitcoin will surpass the $7 trillion market cap of gold. And then he also said, responding to a question on a relative importance of blockchain versus cryptocurrencies, he stated, one can't exist without the other. A blockchain without a crypto is like calling AOL the Internet. Blasphemy. <laughs> and then finally, he mentioned speaking about the long term potential of both fiat and crypto exchanges. He pointed out fiat on ramps are crucial to crypto. I can see a future where everything, including fiat, is crypto. Basically, plugging the Gemini dollar <laughs> coin. Our next piece of news is Ethereum Classic. That's right. Well, this bad boy just got suspended by Coinbase after a blockchain history rewrite. So let's kind of break this down because this was a two-parter, as they say in the news industry. At press time, ETC is trading at average price of $5 and one penny, down more than 7.5% in the past 24 hours. ETC had fallen to an intraday low of $4.93. It was at that time that Coinbase halted all Ethereum Classic transactions, withdrawals, and deposits due to a series of blockchain history reorganizations on the network. Ethereum Classic saw more than 100 blocks reorganized during a potential 51% attack. It was confirmed by at least two different block explorers, Bitfly and BlockScout. The duration of the attack seems to be in dispute. BlockScout reported block reorganizations occurring at around 2 UTC and 5 UTC Monday, while Bitfly said in a tweet at 1700 UTC, that the attack was potentially ongoing. It was in this note that Coinbase wrote that the attacks are ongoing, reaching out to us via Twitter. He also noted that the reorg may have begun before being noted on BlockScout. In a blog post, Coinbase said it first noticed the reorg on January 5th, two days before other reports began, and though reiterating to Coindesk that indeed a huge reorg took place on the Ethereum Classic blockchain. Craven Ho's explanation of the event as a 51% attack is not widely agreed upon, 
In an email to Coindesk, Ethereum Classic Dev Advisor Cody Burns said that the activity could not be labeled a 51% attack, but rather a selfish mining attack caused by a client local phenomenon. He added in a post on Twitter that the entire Ethereum network doesn't reorganize simultaneously. It would be more likely that someone discovered all of Coinbase's ETC nodes and surrounded them. Still, Burns suggested in an email to Coindesk that regardless of the situation, Companies providing services for Ethereum Classic should take steps to protect their users by reiterating the best course of action is for businesses and exchanges using any Ethereum-based chain is to increase the number of confirmation blocks to 400. Ultimately, the responsibility falls on Ethereum Classic, and the Twitter account claimed that excessive hash rate may have come from crypto mining manufacturer Lindsay. But... Everything's still ongoing. And our last piece of news is Ledger Crypto Wallet goes mobile. That's right. Bluetooth ready and everything. It's called the Nano X and it's going to retail for $119. So if you held out during the holiday season and didn't buy a Nano S, which currently sells at $69, well, guess what? You're going to be able to get this Nano X, use it with your phone via Bluetooth, download the Ledger Live mobile app, and then bamoosh, you're going to be all set. And then, oh, one last kicker. So it's going to hold over 100 crypto assets. I know. So before, it literally just held like five, four, somewhere around there. You're going to be able to hold 100 of them on one Ledger Nano X. It's pretty awesome. It looks exactly like the same one, a little bit bigger screen, and it has a nice little button on the side. Silver flip little USB, whatever that thing's called. <laughs> It's still there. But with that, let's get into interesting video of the day. Thriller podcast. Interesting crypto video of the day. All right, it's time for interesting video of the day. And today's a good one because you're not only going to find out about two awesome crypto YouTubers, you're also going to be able to listen to even past episodes of this particular YouTuber's interviews. So this comes from Crypto Candor, and I'm sure a lot of people already know who she is. Well, she just recently had on friend of the show, Crypto Windy O, on her show, talking about cryptocurrency. And believe it or not, Crypto Candor has done, I want to say maybe about three or four of these already, where she interviews people in the crypto space, and it's awesome hearing everybody's story, I must say. So check it out. Um, So you do a lot of technical analysis on Twitter. How did you, like, how was that the thing that you started to get into? So I, before I got into crypto, I wanted to learn more about stocks because I saw people like day trading and like I started, because I'm still in college. I've been in college for like a million years because it's really hard working a full-time job and commuting and being in school. And then on top of it, I was in a STEM major at the time. And when you're in a STEM major, you have to take labs and you cannot take labs online. You have to go in and take the labs. So it just, I've been in school for so long. So I kind of got into finance a little bit and I was like, this is cool. Like, cause I started taking business classes and trying, you know, I went from being a bio major to a business major and, um, I started learning about stocks. I was like, okay, this is cool. So then I realized that you can trade like when I got into crypto, I was like, I realized you can trade crypto and Bitcoin the same way you could with stocks. And I was like, why I can make money doing this. Cause I was really looking for something that would allow me to be at home 
and make money when I was home. Cause I had, I've had an eBay store. Um, I don't really run it anymore cause I don't have time, but I had an eBay store for a really long time to pay for my community college. So I was like, I need to find something so I can work from home. I'm tired of commuting. Anybody that's watching that lives in California, I guarantee you have to commute to work. Like there's no <laughs> same where I am too. No, yeah. So then I just started reading. I bought two books. I bought the idiot's guide to technical analysis and the dummy's guide to candlestick charting. And I just, I picked it up and I think it was, I picked it up really well because I have a, like a, like a AS or something in math. I took like eight math classes. So it's just rep. It's literally the same thing. It's like repetition. It's the same thing over and over again. Like anytime you do a math equation, you're looking for like a couple things and then you plug everything in and then you pump it out. Same thing with charting. I'm always impressed by people that can do TA and especially TA like you and uh, Danny from Crypto 99. I feel like you guys actually know what you're talking about. Like I, Thanks. <laughs> I, I just have always been so intimidated. I, so what was your background? You said you were in a STEM major. What were you doing before? Okay. So I had worked, I worked for the largest um, HIV AIDS nonprofit in the world. So oh, I did awesome. that for seven years. I worked in healthcare. I'm, a, I'm actually a licensed pharmacy technician, but I did more patient coordination. So I we would get patients that would come in and um, they would need guidance as far as helping with insurance, helping mm -hmm. with adherence, helping with dealing with all this stuff that's happening. So, um, but I, because I was a licensed pharmacy technician, they don't really make a whole lot of money. So I was in school to do, to become a pharmacist because they start off at like a hundred thousand a year. But then I found out, okay, if I want to be a pharmacist, I need like eight years of school. Plus it's going to be like $300,000. Yep. So I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend actually growing up that was extremely intelligent, was going to school to do that. Ended up getting a job being like a, like a chemist for Pepsi's. She like makes drinks now instead, which she really likes. I ask right. because when you're talking about taking labs in college, I um, have a bachelor's in science in nutrition and dietetics. I'm actually a dietitian. Nice. Um, so it's funny because I commuted through school constantly and was always taking labs and was always like working multiple jobs and stuff. So I, I hear a lot of what you're saying and that resonates with me. Yeah. And I mean, at least like I'm in California because I, the where I was commuting three hours um, oh. round trip to get to and from work. It was four times a week. And I would leave my house at like six, five thirty in the morning. And I wouldn't get home till like eight 30 at night because of the commute. And I was yeah. working 10 hour shifts. So it's, yeah. So crypto has kind of really helped. It's helped me because I make money, you know, in crypto. Um, I, I don't have to do that anymore, but yeah. And t and trading helps because I'm able to do it on the side. Like, you know, I don't trade all the time. I used to trade a lot more, but it's kind of slowing down a little bit. Number one, because of the market, the market is like, you know, stop losses are getting hit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and unless I get like, unless I can get into a really, really good setup, I'm not trading because I don't like to lose money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. That actually kind of leads into my next question, which is like, what are your feelings about the bear market? What do you think is causing, causing the dwindling interest in the space? Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff as far as dwindling interest goes. We know that there's the ICO fiasco. There's a lot of scammy projects. Yeah. And when I say scammy, it probably was not the right word. I don't think a lot of these projects set out to scam people, to take money from people. I think what happened was they saw this really, really exciting thing. There was a rush, all kinds of stuff. So I think people had really good ideas or thought, okay, well, I can do this on the blockchain. So they did, but they didn't really run them like real businesses. Because when you look at real businesses, you have finance people and you you have attorneys and you have marketing people you have all you have multiple um even small businesses even if you run a donut shop you still have to have yeah. some kind of business savvy to do that and i think a lot of people didn't do that so i think the, the ico thing i think there's a lot of gray area in the united states um, regarding regulation because it's very confusing yeah just a great episode i highly recommend you check out all of crypto candor's episodes and and videos she's done i want to say 
hundreds at this point. And then also Crypto Windio, she's she's amazing as well, too. She does TA and and uh, she really hits the mark on a lot of these you know, entry points and where to get in and where to get out. And you can really make some money just by watching her. Pretty cool. And I'm certain she won't tell you that. So, <laughs> but, you know, like we always say in this industry, do your own research. But with that, we have to talk about Coin Talk now. That's right. We're talking cryptocurrency and it's coming up. And I can't wait till this thing ends. But it's a dream. It's all a dream. It's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. Yours too, I know, because you told me so. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, we got a couple of things we want to talk about really quickly. First up is our new website, thrillerx.com. A lot of people like it. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a contacts form there where people are submitting stuff and uh, got blasted over the weekend with, with so many people telling me how much. They love the new site. It's so much better than the other one. <laughs> the design is so much better. I'm like, geez, I'm like, why were you guys telling me this before? <laughs> I would have updated a long time ago. Uh, and then they also said that, uh, you know, they're really happy with everything looks and the videos are in one place and the podcast. And they, they really love that it's just thrillerx.com and it's not like thrillerpodcast.club, which was really confusing. But at the time, it was a free domain. So I was like, sure, let's do it. Plus, I really wanted Thriller Podcast, but I think Michael Jackson estate owns it at this point. Either way, we got Thriller X, we got Thriller Crypto, ThrillerX.com. You can access Thriller Crypto there as well. That's our news site. It's very minimal. It's where I gather all the news for every show that we do here on this crazy podcast. Um, but yeah, just want to thank everybody for all the cool submissions. And if I don't respond, you know, <laughs> via email, just because I'm really bad at that, uh, I'll always respond here. So thank you to everybody who emailed in. I really love it. And then also want to mention a couple more things related to that. So a lot of people were telling me that they found us via Spotify. Cool. I mean, we finally got accepted to Spotify, which is kind of shaky. I never thought that was going to happen, uh, but we did. We got accepted. So we're one of the many few podcasts that are related to crypto on Spotify. So that's cool. The bummer thing is, though, the show notes aren't showing up in Spotify. So there's nothing I can do about that. Unfortunately, that's just Spotify's rules, I guess, because they don't want us to link to other things out that gets us outside of Spotify. And then this is the whole glass wall about Facebook and all that stuff where it keeps you in. Uh, very rudimentary, in my opinion. But it doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> We're there now. So unfortunately, those show notes there. But you can always go to our Patreon. All our show notes and everything are there. You can go to like iTunes or, or our website. The show notes should be there as well, too. Um, yeah, I mean, we do what we can do, right? And then the final thing I wanted to mention was South by Southwest 2019. We're getting ready for it. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. You know, there's supposed to be so many different events and speakings and parties and just overall crypto godliness and just so much fun. 
And I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And it's just one of those things where South by to Austin is the lifeblood of the year. And uh, yeah, and ACL too as well. It's another one towards the end of the year. But it's just something that the whole, you know, city like just thrives on every year. And it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I cannot wait. Um, Yeah, it's just going to be, yeah, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, And then also did want to mention that our our podcast and just our coverage of the event is just around the clock and not only that like i feel like our surge happens <laughs> like the biggest during south by and then during the month of october for some reason like those are two biggest months listenership wise so if you're a blockchain project or an up and coming blockchain project or uh you know just a cool ass company and you you want to be a part of this reach out to us, go to our website, thrillerx.com slash about. We have all our information there, our advertising deck, all that stuff. And then also we're going to be doing a thriller uh, hangout. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do a thriller hangout this Saturday. It's going to be fun. Come out and join us. Join our Telegram. Links in the show notes, unless you're on Spotify, then links on our website, thrillerx.com. Yeah, we're going to do that this Saturday. Google Hangout. Come hang out with us. We'll do some Bitcoin trivia. We'll give it away. Who knows? I might give out two Bitcoins. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't give out two Bitcoins. I'll definitely give out some Bitcoin, though. All right. With that, let's get into our disclaimer. We have to play the disclaimer at this point. I mean, the market's really low. If you, if you listen to people out there in this space right now, they're practically shilling all their alts. They have these heavy bags. They need to drop them on some people. <laughs> so we have to play the disclaimer. We have to. We just have to. So roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller's podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. Thank you very much. That's right. Bitcoin is above 4K currently right now. It was down from earlier, but now it's back at 4K. So calm down, folks. We got Ethereum back down to 149. That's interesting because it was peaking at 157 over the weekend because I was watching it. Then we got XRP at 36 cents. Yes, XRP went up this weekend. It's around 38 cents, 39 cents this morning. Bitcoin Cash at 159, down 5%. We got EOS taking the tank down to $2.75. We got Stellar climbing above 11 cents, keeping its sixth place spot above 1% today. And then we have Litecoin taking a major dip at $38, down 2%. And of course, we saw this coming. We talked about it last week. Tron is pumping. It's up. 3% today at two cents. Yeah. The, this is just getting easy to call. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, let, let me just let me just break it down like this. I know we're still in this kind of crypto winter, blah, 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 but I'm feeling bullish. I'm feeling bullish. Let me tell you why. So as you know, I've been using StellarX. I've been swing trading there. I'll, I'll buy some, you know, some Ethereum really low. I'll sell it really high. Just do this back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> that's it because i'm just gaining on this xlm for free right and then what i'll do is i'll send that xlm 
to my Exodus wallet, right? And then I'll just buy some Bitcoin or buy whatever else I want, Litecoin, you know, Ethereum, whatever I want, and just do it there. And and that's easy money. <laughs> like it's easy money. And the Exodus wallet has been updated here recently, and it's just fantastic. Like literally fantastic. It's it's so beautiful. It's amazing that they were able to craft such a nice piece of software for crypto. And I've always been a fan of Exodus, but here recently, they just flipped it up another gear. It was already great, but they just flipped it up another gear. I mean, now you can actually swap out tokens and you won't have to pay a huge Amongus fee. You can send out crypto and there's no big fees when you're sending out Ethereum or Bitcoin. It's like three cents, four cents. I'm sure it's probably the network, but still, it's great. It's really great. And then I will also say that Stronghold, (laughs) thank you so much. So I don't know if you guys were following me during Christmas time, but during Christmas time, I was was posting on Twitter the fact that Stronghold gave us or gave me 100,000 SHX tokens for free just for signing up to their service, which I was going to sign up anyway because I wanted to, you know, throw some fiat in there to transfer into Stellar X and then do that whole kind of thing. Well, they gave me 100,000 tokens. Well, it soared over the weekend to like three, six tenths of a cent, which uh, if you do the math, that adds up to around three hundred and fifty dollars. So instead of me holding on to that hundred thousand tokens, I sold half and I bought some Ethereum with it. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy because they give you free (laughs) crypto and then I just went around and sold it. And then I just made I just got free, basically got free Ethereum coin for not doing anything other than just signing up. Yeah. Thank you, Stronghold. (laughs) I mean, I just have to say, like, me sticking with just Stellar X, Exodus, and kind of doing that whole thing has been working out for me great during this kind of, you know, crypto winter or whatever you want to call this bear market. But honestly, it's become very predictable for a lot of us. You're you're just seeing Bitcoin get up to like 42, 41, fall back down to 38. And there's money to be made during those times. So... If you play it right, I mean, it, you can always get wrecked, right? But it, at the same time, we know Bitcoin's not going to surge anytime soon because backed isn't on the way or fidelity quite isn't on the way just yet. But there's money to be made there if you're just swing trading on Stellar X. And then Stellar X is so great because you don't even have to pay any fees to do the trades. I don't know. It works out for me pretty well. And I've just been doing that Exodus, Stellar X, and then just exchanging out crypto, exchanging out XLM basically for other cryptos. And then uh, Exodus has a whole smorgasbord of different different cryptos. They have Decred, um, you have EOS on there, Litecoin, Bitcoin, all the big players, XRP, if you're a fan of that. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So if you look here at the coin market cap, we're at $134 billion. We went down $3 billion, $3 billion, as they say. Got Monero at $52, bucks. Cardano at $0.04. Cents. I will say one thing, though. Ethereum Classic it took a major hit today. It's, it's just around under $4 or $4.91 right now. But, you know, as time has gone on, especially during this whole kind of crypto winter, especially when it took a second downturn, uh, what was that, in November, I think it was, where it really went low, um, I have just been very bullish on the three ones that I've told you back in December, November, Bitcoin, Ethereum and Stellar. I've just been buying, or and Litecoin too. I've just been buying those four crypto assets and just piling them up. 
um, at this point, um, I'm, I'm bullish on the alts and I still have a lot of the alts. I haven't sold any of that stuff yet, but I'm very bullish on, on you know, you know, increasing my Bitcoin size, increasing my Ethereum size and increasing my Stellar size. Um, ultimately, if Fidelity here launches here fairly soon and if um, Pact launches here fairly soon, you're going to see Ethereum double, triple, Bitcoin double, possibly triple, hopefully, but for sure double, right? I mean, because they're going to they're going to bring on board probably about, you know, maybe 100 billion for the both of them just right off the bat. So that's going to put us at a $234 billion market cap. I mean, if that if that happens, that doubles everything in the space right now. Um, if you look at something like Circle, they onboarded, I think it was like 30 billion was in the news this past weekend over the counter. Um, so if you just look at that and use that as kind of a, a, as a breaking point, then you can kind of see that once backed and... Fidelity get in this space, and it's even if it's a very small contribution, the market cap should get to $234 billion upon both of them getting on board. And that should happen around March, April, or May, hopefully the latest May. But if that does, you're going to start seeing Bitcoin double, Ethereum double, and a lot of these other top five, top 10 cryptocurrencies double as well, too, because they're going to want to hold, you know, the top five. They're not going to want to invest in you know the bottom the bottom feeders down there right yeah so i'm just very bullish on bitcoin ethereum litecoin um even bitcoin cash i would say and stellar here and even xrp i would say too as well here fairly soon uh, once everything gets onboarded once everything becomes the way it, they want it right and one last thing i want to mention ethereum one more time this is going to pump and the reason it's going to pump is because of the hard fork. So with that, let's get into our main topic, starting now. I'm in that 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up round 745. Eyes 
745. Ask can't have Joe Hay for me. Maybe it was made for the Maybelline. Spent so much trying to park the car. Barely got a tip for the Matri D. You head straight to the oyster bar. I tread like these times speak. Play too rough, might break your heart. And them glass shoes ain't made to walk. These long streets, some paved, unscathed. More than do is giving you the coldest feet. Set the shoes coming through after dark. Look at the stars, and hard to speak. This thing called love, real hard for me. This thing called love is a god to me. And we all just got property, so feel free to fulfill the prophecy. Adam E, Apple Streets, watch out for the snakes, baby. Open streets, ocean breeze, we should get away, baby. I'm in that 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up round 745. Slide round with my drop top up or down, you down the right. Look into my eyes and told me, Daddy, show you right. 745, 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up round 745. Slide round with my drop top up or down, you down the right. Look me in my eyes and told me, Daddy, show you right. 745. There are three hard forks lined up for this month of January. What led to the Ethereum hard forking? Ethereum has decreased by more than 10x from its all-time high in 2018, and numerous platforms and companies launched via Ethereum have been facing enforcement pressures from the US Securities and Exchange Commission. But regardless, the developers have figured out that the difficulty bomb programmed into Ethereum has caused the blocks to become extremely slow after a point, after which no blocks can be mined. The developers have to hard fork periodically so that Ethereum keeps on getting updated with the latest technology. Ethereum has already experienced a split once, which led to a hard fork over the loss of development fund and some didn't agree on the reversing of any transactions after it was hacked, which led to the formation of ETC, Ethereum Classic. Now, the Constantinople hard fork will implement a few major changes related to improve Ethereum blockchain performance and mining rewards mentioned in the Ethereum improvement proposals. Out of all the active cryptocurrencies, January 2019 looks exciting for Ethereum. Now, let's jump into what these are. Thank you. 
Now, I will say right off the bat, there's two, actually three hard forks going on. There's one fake one, and then there's another one promising something that it can't deliver. The Constantinople upgrade is the real Ethereum hard fork. The other two, Ethereum Classic Vision and Noah, are both fake hard forks and possibly scams. Well, we know the Ethereum Noah is definitely a scam. Ethereum Classic Vision, while it doesn't appear to be a scam, there hasn't been anybody in the space that has come forward saying they're behind it. And they're also asking people to deliver bounties to earn more Ethereum Classic Vision. Either way, I highly recommend you do your own research and stay away from both these hard forks because ultimately, if they get a hold of your private keys or if you send them ether, you likely will get wrecked. And my best advice that I could give you when it comes to hard forks is let the exchanges decide what is a good hard fork and what isn't a good hard fork. But I will say they're both scams, so stay away from them. The main hard fork is the Constantinople hard fork. It will be a significant start on the Ethereum roadmap for 2019. The upgrades will introduce the Casper protocol that will transition Ethereum from proof of work to proof of stake. This will not immediately replace proof of work, but rather we are going to see a hybrid system with both running at the same time. This will allow miners to move from proof of work to proof of stake with a delay on the difficulty bomb. Once activated, the proof of work mining in Ethereum will become more difficult in order to shift incentives towards proof of stake. Ethereum developers will then move towards a beacon chain. This is meant to be a coordination layer with the existing main network and the new features of the network, but has not yet been built. This will bring a proof of stake blockchain to the Ethereum network as a new consensus protocol. One thing the beacon chain was designed to manage is a new feature for Ethereum scaling called sharding. Sharding will split the network into independent groups of nodes called shards. This will split the network load so that the main network will not have to bear the load of all transactions. Instead, shards will redistribute the computing load of the Ethereum network to allow it to scale. The downside to this, however, is network security because it can also lead to attacks on each shard. This is why the implementation is very crucial for maintaining that balance of security with decentralization and scalability. It is also important to keep the shards coordinated as a function of the beacon chain in order to maintain the state of the blockchain's consistency. Here is Vitalik explaining exactly what Wasm is and how the Ethereum virtual machine as specified in EIP 145 and 1052 look to optimize both bitwise shifting and improve network efficiency. Now, basically, there's been a, a lot of different kind of ideas for improving the Ethereum protocol that uh, we've been working on for the last four years. Many of them are kind of fairly radical and require fairly big changes to the protocol. So one of them is uh, replacing the proof of work in mining in uh, as the consensus algorithm with a proof of stake, 
One of them is using sharding to, uh, so basically not requiring every node to verify every transaction, requiring kind of different groups of nodes to verify different transactions as a way of um, allowing the system to handle many more transactions. And then there's also kind of a lot of different uh, smaller efficiency improvements. And the idea with uh, the Serenity spec is to basically take all of these ideas together and make a kind of new blockchain sort of spec that you know, the team from Lighthouse and uh, several other teams are in, in the process of implementing. And that will uh, eventually become the new Ethereum. Great. So basically, Serenity covers a whole heap of different um, upgrade, oh, I guess, technological upgrades such as sharding and eWASM and uh, proof of stake. Mm -hmm. um, is there? What, 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 am I missing anything? Okay. So those three are the main mm -hmm. sort of aspects of um, of what Serenity covers. So um, how how in terms of the efficient in, in improvements like sharding, like how how much like what's the magnitude of are we talking about in terms of improving the transaction sales scalability? In the long run, potentially a factor of a thousand, but like I could also see it taking quite a bit of time to get there. Cool, great. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been a lot of talk about layer two um, solutions like uh, state, uh, state channels and plasma. Mm -hmm. um, how does that um, sort of integrate into the, sh the, the sharding um, aspect? So layer two solutions are kind of a fundamentally different category of solutions from layer one solutions. So think of it as like layer one solution is kind of making the highway bigger or making more highways. And the layer two solution would be that like you would have big, like those big kind of two-story tow trucks that you would have like 10 cars fit inside. So you would have more cars fit in the same space. And like obviously if you have more highways and you have you kind of pack cars on top of each other in these big trucks, then you right. can have even more scalability. So the two do kind of multiply with each other, but they are kind of different ways of trying to reach similar goals. Wow, that sounds like a very great analogy. So basically it's, it's scaling in different methods. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Um, and um, anything else you would like to add about uh, the roadmap that you were talking about this morning, um, getting to um, to actually launch? Um, what what's the time frame to be thinking about here? Any ideas? No timeframes. No. <laughs> yeah. So well, from us, uh, we're doing the client implementation. Vitalix, we're doing the spec, so he's still going to kind of finish that spec. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the rough rough time frame I think is going to be late 2019 order of kind of thing is what we mm -hmm. were thinking of in finishing the client or not finishing but at least having a some kind of prototype or test that. Yeah, right. presently where the, the the implementations are all kind of siloed where we're all working on the base logic uh, and then we're looking for March next year that we can start to connect these implementations together and start to form the like a the basic blockchain. It's, it's not going to be useful for people and their dApps. Uh, but it's going to be uh, the start of these like disparate pieces of software talking to each other and and forming this this proper network. Um, so yeah. as always, though, in in any software development project, especially an ambitious one, uh, it's it's difficult to to create timeframes. So yeah, cool. And yeah. I'm hoping to kind of stabilize the spec kind of much more, maybe maybe almost completely for the parts we're focusing on now by the end of the year. But then that's um, I mean. The spec, like obviously, needs to kind of stabilize before all of the development can finish, right? And that's like even the time where it makes sense to start getting the clients to start talking to each other. How do you actually um, make F have that Ethereum token have value? I mean, so first of all, the Ethereum token clearly has a value because it's on the market, and you can buy you can only buy it for one hundred ninety seven dollars. But like. 
if you the if the question is how do you what economically speaking like why does it have value then uh, there's I think like different kinds of sources of, uh, of of utility. One of them is that if you have ETH, then it's it is this kind of main main central currency of the Ethereum ecosystem, and so there's a lot of applications that accept it. There is uh, and it's usable for like uh, for collateral, for escrow, for payments, and like a whole bunch of things, including a whole bunch of layer two protocols, and that by itself is a uh, a huge kind of utility. And, and it is also a cryptocurrency, so it's potentially useful as a currency even outside of blockchain ecosystems. Also, there is this value that if you have ETH, you can use it to pay for transaction fees. Yeah. And like that should not be underestimated because right now, I think possibly even yesterday, the total US dollar value is a, a value of transaction fees that have happened on the Ethereum blockchain across $200 million. Right. So, it's like yeah, that utility by itself is also very significant. And with proof of stake, instead of uh, that value going to miners, that value will end up basically going to ETH, to ETH holders that choose to be validators. Right. And so the, uh, having Ether also kind of gives you access to becoming a validator and getting these uh, uh, staking revenues. So it's a combination of all those things. Ethereum project successfully implements these upgrade features, then Serenity comes next. That is another name for Ethereum's next release, and this time it will run on a purely proof-of-stake consensus protocol. These are all part of what will make Ethereum faster, decentralized, and the most important computing platform. Implementing it is the first step because that would ultimately be the failure of Ethereum. But there's still a long way to go. The hard fork is scheduled for January 16th, and traders need to be reminded that January 16th is the expectation, but nothing is set in stone. With that, let's get on to the end of the show. Just see what 
hope you learned a lot in our Ethereum hard fork main topic. So just a reminder, those other two hard forks are scams. Stay away from them. I don't recommend it. Don't even participate in the bounty. That's just ridiculous. You never have to send Ether to get Ethereum tokens. It just doesn't make any sense. So please do your own research and please trust me, they're scams. Also, just want to say thank you to everybody who is a Patreon. It's because of you that keeps Thriller Crypto alive. Bye, Bitcoin. Save the world. See you tomorrow. This is the end of the show.